Welcome to the Supernatural Souls podcast. I'm Jenna Layden, your host. I'm also a former global vice president for Whole Foods Market and the founder of Star Family Wisdom, a modern day mystery school for your spiritual and cosmic evolution. On this podcast, we explore the lives, teachings, and energies of a very specific group of supernatural souls. In this group, we include Jesus Christ and Mother Mary from the Christian tradition, and also Saint Sri Kaleshwar and Shirdi Sai Baba from India. Here, we discover a body of knowledge and wisdom that transcends religion, uniting the East and West. Together, we'll discuss the practices that were once employed by these ancient masters to embody the high supernatural abilities that were once considered magic. And we'll welcome the energy, love, and wisdom of these supernatural souls into our lives. So as we explore the lives and wisdom of these supernatural souls and their students, May we all remember ourselves as supernatural souls and embody the wisdom and teachings of the many masters who have walked before us. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. It's so good to be with you here today. I'm Jenna Layden, your host, and I'm off video today because we're doing another activation and i figured you've seen enough of me recently anyway (laughs) so you know what i look like and this is so not about me this is it already has been (laughs) so much bigger than that and it continues to get bigger than me (laughs) so um we're going to talk about the infant jesus of prague today this is a another activation coming on the heels of our last activation episode which was about mother mary I will explain how this came to be and why I'm bringing this to you today. If you see the image in front of you, if you're not on YouTube, I invite you to jump over to YouTube so that you can see the imagery in today's conversation. If not, I will attempt to explain what we're seeing on the screen as we talk. So on the screen, we have a photo of some candles and some imagery of the infant Jesus, but a very royal, very elegant infant Jesus dressed in gold with a gold crown, a cape. And this image is from the national shrine of the infant Jesus of Prague in Prague, Oklahoma. You probably didn't know there was a Prague, Oklahoma, did you? (laughs) And I found this shrine, this church during my travels over the holidays. So we did the Mother Mary activation episode in December, and that was partially to share about the development of a new class that we're offering at Star Family Wisdom which is about a very supernatural apparition of Mother Mary that occurred with a yogic student and and the subsequent exchange and teachings that Mary delivered. And so so we did an activation related to Mother Mary to introduce that class, to talk a little bit about some of my more powerful activation moments related to Mother Mary and to share imagery of that. So if you haven't tuned into that. If you haven't watched that yet, I invite you to go check that out first before proceeding with this episode so that you can have the context because there's also 
uh, a really interesting synchronicity in some of the imagery I'm going to share that occurred as this activation came together. So we did the Mother Mary activation in December. We got the Mother Mary Words of Mary class offered on Star Family Wisdom. And then I went on my journey home for the holidays. I went home to Kansas and Oklahoma for Christmas. And and that was the first time I had been out of my yoga hermitage for the last six months, really. And, and a lot has changed for me energetically in those six months. We will not go into all of the details here, but last year was an extremely enlightening <laughs> year and it included a lot of supernatural experiences which we'll we'll talk about as time goes on but during my travels i was experiencing something new something that i had not yet experienced in my travels the result of some of the or all of the yogic work that I did last year and a lot of previous work prior to that, the result of that has been an experience of operating in states of bliss and states of true union with God. And I, I have had more and more experiences of, of feeling that and experiencing waves of bliss come through me. And as I was traveling, you know, I jokingly called this a tour of light because I recognized that with the very intensive and dedicated work I've done to, to engage the power channels of the Jesus Christ divine lineage, the lineage of Sri Kaleshwar in India, I've recognized that those channels have, have absolutely activated, you know, new levels of energy in my system. And, and so my intention was to bring more light to people as I traveled and as I went home and reconnected with people. And so I jokingly called it my tour of light. And as I was traveling, I had moments, a lot of moments of feeling huge waves of bliss come through me. And, and in those moments, I kept reflecting on mother and mother Mary and the mother of creation and the, the, the potential that we know about in this lineage for source energy to very directly flow through us when we have been able to activate ourselves as that bridge. And so after all of the Mother Mary activation work in December, all of a sudden this was happening. Again, there will be more context I'll share at some point. <laughs> but I was recognizing there's there's something, there's a new energy present. There is There's something here that is making this an, a, a trip that was not just a normal holiday trip. So, so I go home for the holidays and I'm having the experience of holding these, you know, states of bliss and feeling that energy like radiating from me and 
um, doing some good works along the way and uh, meeting up with friends and reconnecting and and all of that was a, a beautiful experience and and for those who are also maybe in a place of feeling grief about family during the holidays, I just want to acknowledge that and say, I see you. Even though I had beautiful experiences, I also had grief that came up. I think that's normal, you know, when we're on the path of evolution. So um, so I had that too <laughs> in, in the mix of the experience. But as I was driving through Oklahoma at the very end of the trip, I have just finished seeing everyone and and having these experiences of reunion, but in a very different way, in a new way, in a way where I'm responding differently, in a way where I'm operating differently now, and I'm reflecting on all of that, and I'm reflecting on what appears to be some miraculous evolution that has occurred with certain people in my sphere and I'm just appreciating that and I'm so grateful for all of that and and I'm driving along and all of a sudden I see a sign for the national shrine of the infant Jesus of Prague and now if you've been following along in the words of Mary class you know that We've been talking a lot about the infant Jesus. David has been leading this class and reading from the words of Mary transcript and discussing Mary's teachings related to the infant Jesus and what we can learn, what we can understand about God as it relates to Jesus as an infant or seeing God as an infant. And there's a lot more to, to that understanding that we won't talk about here. So I invite you to, to join that class if that sounds interesting to you, if you want to go deeper and learn more. And so the focus of the class in December was around the infant Jesus. And all of a sudden, I see this national shrine for the infant Jesus sign. <laughs> and I think... Well, I think I'm supposed to go there, clearly. <laughs> clearly, we have a, a synchronicity occurring. So I pull off the highway and I drive to this little town called Prague. And Prague has developed this beautiful Catholic church dedicated to the infant Jesus specifically. And they have petitioned the, the government to help it become a national shrine. Now, the story of infant Jesus comes from Europe. And so we're going to read that and talk about that in just a moment to explain what the infant Jesus of Prague story is all about. And then I'm going to show you some photos from my visit to this national shrine so that you can also experience this activation for yourself because this felt to me, it still does, I'm getting chills now. <laughs> it felt to me that this was Mother Mary guiding us, guiding all of us, and just using me, since I happened to be in Oklahoma, <laughs> to, to connect us with this particular power spot 
And it's also interesting because that's the state of my birth. I never knew about this. I didn't know this existed. This was never within my, you know, frame of reference uh, back then. So it felt like this very interesting moment of guidance and synchronicity that, as we know, are clues on the path. So let's talk about the story of infant Jesus of Prague. You might be familiar with Prague, Czech Republic. There's also the Prague, Oklahoma. <laughs> so, so, so that community fashioned this shrine off of this event that happened in Europe. And this passage was taken uh, from a website. I think it's the Nash, the Infant Jesus of Prague.org. I will link to that below so you can check it out. But we'll just read this for a moment to ground in the story and a, a supernatural experience, a divine experience that occurred. It says, Special devotion to the divine child originated with the Carmelites in the city of Prague, Bohemia, in the beginning of the 17th century. Princess Polixena of Lobkowitz, <laughs> we're going to try to get the pronunciations right here. We'll see. <laughs> the princess had received as a wedding gift from her mother a statue of the divine child previously brought from Spain. It was a small statue, just 19 inches tall, made of wood, wood wax, and cloth. It represented the infant Jesus dressed in royal robes and wearing a king's crown. After the death of her husband, the princess devoted herself to works of charity and was particularly helpful to the Carmelites in Prague. In 1628, when the Carmelite monastery had been reduced to poverty, Owing to the ravages of war, the princess gave her precious statue to the Carmelites, saying, quote, I give you what I prize most highly in the world. Honor and respect the child Jesus, and you shall never be in want. End quote. Her gift was placed in the Carmelite oratory. The words of the princess proved prophetic. For as long as the Carmelites kept up their devotion to the divine infant of Prague, everything prospered with them. The Carmelites were later forced to flee from the city, and in the confusion of war, they were unable to take with them the miraculous statue, and the invaders seized it and threw it into a pile of rubbish. In 1635, peace came to Prague and the Carmelites returned. One of them, Father Cyril, who had previously received great spiritual help through his devotion to the infant of Prague, sought the statue and found it amidst the rubbish. Overjoyed, he placed the statue again in the oratory. Father Cyril knelt in prayer before the small statue, gazing upon the simple statue of the child Jesus, he contemplated the most marvelous, even in the history of the world, incarnation. He was filled with awe and wonder as he prayed to the God who became a child because of his love for us. 
Suddenly, the statue spoke to him. Father Cyril was stunned as he heard these words of promise. Have mercy on me, and I will have mercy on you. Give me hands, and I will give you peace. The more you honor me, the more I will bless you. Startled by these words, Father Cyril examined the statue. And upon drawing aside the mantle covering it, he found that both hands of the statue were broken off. The hands were later restored to the statue through the generosity of a devotee of the Divine Child. And St. Therese, the little flower, was also a most fervent venerator. For more than three centuries, this promise has inspired a worldwide devotion to the miraculous infant Jesus of Prague. And the original statue is still preserved in the Church of St. Mary of Victory in Prague. And today, replicas and models of the small statue are honored all over the world. And the list of blessings that are attributed by devotees of the infant Jesus are endless. God has been astonishingly generous in blessing those who have been devoted to his infant son. So what an incredible divine experience. So now there are lots of churches that have you know, dedicated their devotion to the infant specifically. And I'm now showing on the screen some, some imagery of this church in Prague, Oklahoma. And you're seeing outside here some statues, a statue of Jesus standing on top of the world, a statue with Mary's prayer. I also want to describe an interesting event that happened after I visited the church, and it, it relates to prayer and it relates to some of the maybe more common Catholic or, or Christian types of prayers. You now see a statue here with the Lord's Prayer and then a statue of mother and infant. And it is fascinating to me that since Jesus's time on earth, there have been so many divine intervention, synchronistic, supernatural types of experiences that have served to bring people back to that original mystery of God as an infant, to bring people back to an understanding of embodying that childlike state of being. Mother Mary talks about that in, in her teachings as well in this transcript that, that we learn about 
in the class. So for centuries, Mother Mary, Jesus, have continued to stay connected and bring through these, these divine moments of communion, these divine moments of guidance, these divine moments of inspiration or intervention that have helped us work our way back to some of the truth of who Jesus was and, and what he was attempting to impart on the world. You now see the inside of the church here where the the baby infant Jesus statue adorned in, in royal dress is prominent and present at the altar. And then a, a case, like a bookshelf of baby Jesus, baby infant Jesus, royal attire. So there's all of the these beautiful... Um, baby clothes for the baby infant Jesus statue. Which if you get nothing else out of this, just seeing how cute that is, <laughs> is amazing. Um, <laughs> I think it's just so fun, fun to look at. And then moving on, a photo of lit candles at the altar showing infant Jesus. And then on the left, this is a really interesting synchronicity. If you tuned into the Mother Mary activation episode and the imagery that was showed there towards the end of that slideshow, I shared an image, which is this exact image on the left. It's a fairly common image of Mary, you know, so we don't need to get <laughs> too excited. But What's also interesting about this is right next to this image that was on the wall at this church, there's a plant on a stand and someone had left a red rose. And you might be familiar with what ultimately guided me to the divine lineage of Sri Kaleshwar and Jesus Christ, which was a recurring dream during my childhood of a red rose and that symbolism showing up at certain moments, at certain times and synchronicities that formed around the red rose to bring me to the divine lineage. So for me personally, when I saw this photo on the wall and knelt by it and I saw the red rose, I, I thanked mother Mary <laughs> for for, for guiding me and bringing me here. And then the last couple of images here, a beautiful statue of Mother Mary and infant Jesus from the Filipino community. And um, I loved how this church had it so prominently displayed. So that's the end of the imagery and that's the activation that wanted to come to you <laughs> from my travels from mother Mary. And, uh, you know, I, I had been waiting when I got home for the right time. You know, when, when should I record this? What should I say? Um, 
was this just for me or is this for everyone else? And it, th it felt like it was for everyone else, but I just hadn't found the right time yet. And, and then today I'm, I'm in my flow and, and all of a sudden I'm, 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 I'm feeling this, this pull, this kind of guiding that, that that's happening. And, and this happens from time to time. When I sit at the computer, this has been happening for a, a while, actually. It's kind of how Star Family Wisdom came to be. When I would sit at the computer, and if, you know, I wasn't in my head, if I wasn't like overthinking anything, and I just kind of started to flow, all of a sudden, it's like this channeling process would take over. And before I knew it, you know, a new course would be developed. Before I knew it, this new web page would be developed, all sorts of stuff. And so, so I just started allowing that to happen over the last few years and just kind of playing with that and, you know, experimenting, I guess, with this, this channeling kind of process. And, and so, so I'm no stranger to that now when I sit at the computer and I start to feel a little guided or, you know, something's just kind of, you know, moving my hand to the right places sort of thing. And, and so today I was just doing some, some catch up on various things. And all of a sudden I, I am starting to notice that feeling is coming through and I'm starting to notice that all of a sudden I'm being drawn back to the Mother Mary activation PowerPoint. And all of a sudden I'm being drawn, you know, to, to start pulling this together. And then I'm starting to feel these waves of bliss come through me. And I'm like, okay, okay. Today's the day. <laughs> today's the day. We're, we're going to do the activation now, right after the new moon, um, which feels great, which feels important too. This new moon was on one eleven. 110 or 111, depending on where you're at in the world. And, uh, it was a Capricorn new moon and, and the, the numerology around this new moon especially was incredibly potent. So if you think about the numerology of one and 11 and, um, one, 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 you know, we have so much new birth, new beginning. Um, you could may maybe even relate that like to the stage of infancy. I don't know. <laughs> that might be a stretch, but, um, maybe not you know, there's, there's this energetic shift, I think, that has occurred um, as we've transitioned out of the holidays and into this year. There always is to some degree, but in a bigger way, I was talking with someone else yesterday within the lineage and, and sh she was saying that same thing, like, whew, the energy shifts, like there's, there, there's newness present. There's, there's something kind of opening up this year that's interesting. So if you're a person that leans into that sort of, <laughs> um, astrological, numerological, numerological, you know, timing of things. Um, it's just interesting to think about, I think. So now I want to go back to the statue here that shows Mary's prayer and describe the event that happened related to prayer. So when I was done at the shrine, they had a, a bookshop, a, a little bookshop store. So I went in and was just looking around at what they offered. They had some holy water <clears throat> that you could purchase. So I, I bought some of that 
Now for, for those who are practicing within the divine lineage, you'll know that the holy water that may come from a place like this, uh, may not have been charged in the same way that we might do in the divine lineage. Yet it is still from this power spot. It is still from this beautiful sacred space. So to me, it felt still holy and, you know, carrying divine energy. So, so I wanted to bring that home. So, so I did, I bought that. And then I was just looking through some of the different prayer books and this is a a Catholic church. So most of the stuff in the bookstore was very Catholic focused. I don't necessarily consider myself a Catholic. I don't consider myself any religion. And, and in my process of awakening, remembering how the universe operates, remembering how to operate as a person of power in the physical, um, remembering how to pray in a way where we're actually embodying what is true. And for context, um, my understanding is that, you know, sometimes even when we pray, and we're praying for something, or we're wishing for something, or we're hoping for something, we're actually praying from a state of lack. So we know now that part of the power of manifestation is holding the intention of that thing, that state of being, and becoming it before it actually manifests. So, so in a lot of ways, you know, we've, we've kind of gotten prayer wrong or, or we're, we're doing it from a, a state of disempowerment, which ultimately, you know, sometimes works against us. It may not actually produce the most powerful result in this universe. So, so there's, I think a growing understanding around that. And there's also an aspect of Christianity that says we're all sinners, right? And that we were born sinners and bad and, you know, all this stuff, right? That, that we, we need, you know, we need Mother Mary to pray for us because we're sinners, right? And, and so, so that in and of itself has driven this mindset of lack, of unworthiness, of, you know, potentially perpetuating (laughs) states of sin. So, so we have to be very careful with how the mind operates, with how the universe responds to the mind. We're learning about these things. And so, so I've developed, you know, a, a way of prayer, of holding intention, of, asking for what I want, but it's just saying, thank you for that. You know, it's saying, thank you for my healing. Thank you for my experience of abundance. Thank you for harmony. Thank you for my beautiful, positive evolution, right? Like I'm not focused on being a sinner, (laughs) you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm working my way out of that place. And so, um, so, so we, you know, we don't want to, to hammer, you know, 
home. We don't want to hammer into our brains over and over these negative things. And, and so I'm, I'm looking at some of the prayer books that they have in this Catholic bookstore and I'm picking some of them up and, and, and I don't even really look inside of them. There's just a number of different prayer books for different things. And so I just decide to pick up a few of them. And so I buy them and that night I'm looking through them and I'm having this reaction of reading all of these different prayers and having a very strong feeling like I can't pray like that. Like these, these, none of these are, um, helpful. <laughs> like none of these are actually written in the right way that move me into communion with God. Like most of them are written from a disempowering place or some of them were written about things that the Christian church has deemed a sin that is actually not a sin. And I'm looking through these prayers and I'm having this moment of, wow, this is interesting. I, I guess, you know, maybe I can kind of pick and choose, you know, and like piece together, you know, some different verbiage to come up with my own prayers. And I'm, I'm just having a really interesting experience reflecting, you know, as I'm reading through these different prayers. And, and so I just set them aside because I didn't find them useful, quite frankly. I was like, okay, well, um, I guess I'm, I'm going to maybe revisit that. And, and then I'm also reflecting on some of what David had been teaching, you know, from the transcript in the class about, uh, times in which Philip, <laughs> the, the man who had the apparitions of Mary and, in, in, in this interaction times when, you know, he may have asked, he had done the hail Mary prayer, but didn't quite get maybe the result he wanted. And then Mary reflected back to him well, you just asked me to pray for you. There are other ways, right, to engage, to connect, to um, to bring forth the state of grace, the state of loving energy and loving reflection from God. And if you just say, pray for me because I'm a sinner, that's not going to do it. So <laughs> all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm reflecting on that now too. And... And then I, I pack up because I'm still heading back home and I, I pack these things into my bag and I pack the water with the prayer books and then I get home, you know, thinking I would still like look through them some more and see, see what else I might be able to, to glean from them. And I get home and I'm unpacking and the holy water has spilled out of the container and completely ruined all of the prayer books. <laughs> it was literally like I got a very direct sign saying, no, you do not need to use those. No, those are not the appropriate way to pray with God as God. So <laughs> I feel like I received some direct confirmation about my reaction to the prayers that I was reading. 
Now I want to acknowledge that there are millions of people in the Christian religion honoring Jesus, devoted to God, connected to God, having divine experiences. That level of connection with God and devotion to the divine can happen regardless of what, you know, prayers we've been taught. That is happening regardless of whether we've been taught we're sinners. That is happening regardless of whether we've been taught we were kicked out of the Garden of Eden, right? Like, this is more of a commentary about us evolving our understanding of how we connect with God and, and, and what maybe more powerful, potent, aligned ways might look like. And so, so, you know, I share that just as a commentary on something that happened and, and, and what my reaction was to connecting with some of these prayers that I, you know, I hadn't really seen before. I'm familiar with the Hail Mary prayer. I'm familiar with the Lord's prayer, but you know, I haven't grown up in a Christian setting. So those just really weren't, you know, top of mind to me. And I think now as an adult reflecting on this, it might be one of the reasons I felt just a, a, a slight disconnection with the Christian church in the past. I think it's why when I, you know, was in church from time to time with friends or, you know, distant family members that I just, it didn't resonate so much with me because I think there is an aspect of how through the whole era of patriarchy and the development of Christianity, we forgot what Jesus was actually teaching, what Mary was actually teaching about how to truly be the living embodiment of God and how to commune with God in a direct way from a place of empowerment, from a place of evolution, from a place of transformation, from a place of love rather than from a place of lack or, or less than. So I think, I think that's why the water spilled. I think it was for me to receive that kind of confirmation that my gut instinct was correct there and to maybe share that in this way and in in a way that I hope resonates and lands um, effectively because I you know I do want to be as sensitive as possible to you know how we are all evolving and and you know I really do look around the world and and while I might comment from time to time on things like this I see it all as beautiful. It, it, you know, thinking about the state of limitation that humans have been in, my goodness, you know, humans have, have really done a remarkable job, actually, <laughs> of um, doing their best to carry forth the teachings, to carry forth a connection with God, even when there was a lot stacked against us. So, so that's my commentary on the, on the prayer side of things. And as it relates to, to Mary and the infant Jesus and this, 
this particular interesting event that happened around this activation and the synchronicity. If you have not yet checked it out, check out the Words of Mary satsong class that David Peralta is hosting. There will be links below. Go back and check out the, the Mary activation from December if you have not checked that out yet. And just know that, you know, what we're doing here um, is so, so much bigger. We are being guided <laughs> in beautiful ways and, and being guided to remember, being guided to reconnect with aspects of divine truth that we've lost, I think, over the last few thousand years. And, and this is one aspect of it, the, the infant Jesus understanding mystery, and then some of the miracles that have occurred around this connection with infant Jesus. So we'll wrap up for today and, and keep it a shorter episode. We'll be back with more in the coming weeks. And I am so grateful for you being here and being a part of this community and connecting and sharing. This is something that is growing and developing. We'll see where it goes. If you are a person who has tuned in to some of the previous interviews and you're also a student of the divine lineage or a teacher of the divine lineage and you're interested or excited about sharing your story or sharing any experiences you have, please get in touch. You can email support at starfamilywisdom.com. You can connect with me on social media, Star Family Wisdom on Instagram or Jenna underscore Layden. And I would love to connect with you. This is a platform to share collectively and to bring all of the pieces of the puzzle together from those who have them. So, so thank you for being with us and uh, I'll see you next time in our next episode. Bye for now. <laughs>